0: the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Michael Kelly, presented by Sales Builder Academy. The goal is to survive and thrive all phases of outside sales, whether you're getting in, dominating, or getting out. Surviving Outside Sales, now on with the show. Um, to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. We're just steam uh, steamrolling along in the month of June. It is halfway through June. I can't believe that. There's only two uh, weeks left in Q2. Then we're going to be getting into Q3, and I don't know where the time is going. So as always, you're going to hear about the business of sales. And I'm really wanting to brand this type of discussion about the sales world, because there's the business of sales, and then there is sales as a business, and that's the closing. And yes, that is important. But the methodologies that happened 15, 20 years ago, those methodologies don't work in the sales world anymore. Just talking about features and benefits, it doesn't cut it. And the reason why is because the buyers and what they're expecting has completely altered and completely changed. It used to be that buyers wanted the best product out there with the biggest name or the biggest brand. They don't. What they really want today is buyers want the seller to go along with them on the journey and help them with the pull through. There is no such thing as set it and forget it anymore. That is not how you build a relationship. You might get a one-off sale, but you're not going to get referrals. You're not going to create an advocate, and you're not going to get any business coming in as referrals. You're not going to get any introductions. You're not going to expand your footprint. It is going to be simply transactional the sales methodology of old is all about transactions. It's all about getting somebody to sign on the line that is dotted. And that is outdated. It doesn't work anymore. And the reason why is there's more competition than ever. Buyers are more savvy than ever. They get more information, they get it faster, and they get thrown at them from so many different avenues. No longer is it just simply a sales professional knocking on a door, popping in for an unscheduled meeting, especially in the medical sales world, which I spent a large majority of my career in. Those days are over. You're going to have to use technology. You're going to have to be better. You're going to have to have a better sales process that is leading you up to the close. And if you don't, You're going to get lapped. You're going to get left behind. And maybe it's not today. Maybe it's not tomorrow. Maybe it's not in the fall of 2023, but it's coming and it's coming rapidly. The three things that you need to do in order to uh, convert and get a close is you need to grab attention, you need to get time, and you need to get their money. Okay? Those are the three things that you need to get from your buyer attention, time, and money. The attention piece is completely altered, completely changed. We are now in a digital world. If you are not embracing technology, if you are not embracing video, apps, other forms and other business channels to reach out, you're going to get lapped and you're going to get left behind. It's not a threat. It's just a warning. I'm telling you. The days of just leaving your house, driving to a business, walking in, trying to set up a meeting face-to-face. It's archaic. You can't get around to enough people. You have to have people sell for you, which means in order to get those advocates that will sell for you, you've got to build fans, okay? You have to build people that are interested in your success after you prove you are interested in theirs. People don't know how much you care. I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher this one. Hold on. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So in the beginning, when you are trying to establish a relationship, it is all about the client. It is all about the buyer. It is not about you. It's not about your company. It's not about your brand. It's not about great you are. It is not egocentric. It is buyer-centric. Outward-facing, not inward-facing, yet I see so many brands, I talk to so many people where I ask them, what does your outreach look like? And everything is just features and benefits. You look at somebody's website, it's, I've been doing this for X number of years and blah, 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 blah. That's okay for an introduction or that's okay for a a behind the scenes look because people need to know that. They need to know what your pedigree is because there's a lot of people out there, especially You know, some real young people in the sales world that really don't have the experience that are trying to pass off having wisdom. So, yes, it does matter. It does matter that I have been doing this for two decades. It does matter that I own multiple businesses. It does matter that I am going through the process right now of opening a brick and mortar franchise store. Not to mention that brick and mortar store is one of the largest, if not the largest, health and wellness brand in America right now. But that doesn't matter. Okay when i open the doors to that store it doesn't matter that restore is number 1 in the health and wellness franchise space or the health and wellness space in that category it doesn't matter that they're number 1 that's not going to sell memberships that's not going to invite people to come in the door do you know what it is embracing technology finding out who those innovators are because I'm going into a new market that has never had these type of services at this level before. But it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. When I was an Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I was managing stores, it wasn't about how great Enterprise was. Do you know why? Hertz had cars, Avis had cars, Budget had cars, all these other big brands had cars. What made Enterprise different? It was the experience that what was, that is what it was drilled into our head. The first day I started working there, it's all about the customer. That is the reason why I don't know if they do it today, but back in the day, it was all about the customer service score. That is one of the first things they talked about because there was a fundamental belief. It starts with the customer. And then you hear like Jeff Bezos talking about Amazon. It's all about the customer it is all about your buyer okay it is all about your buyer your entire sales process should be geared around the buyer yet when i see brands and when i talk to companies and i talk to employees or people that i coach sales professionals that i coach and i look at some of the websites they have to work with the digital assets they have to work with the what they have been taught to say it is horrendous it is awful i hate to say it it's just bad you know there used to be a saying i remember when i when i started in the pharmaceutical world features and benefits features tell benefits sell there's still a pervasive mindset in 2023 that features and benefits if you if you explain those the people are going to understand they don't there's a gap they need to understand how to get to a better future state just saying what the benefit is it doesn't mean anything oh if i have this product oh it's going to it's going to relieve my pain there are thousands of pain relievers out there there's thousands of ways to relieve your pain why is yours different paint me a picture what does my future state look like sales in 2023 and beyond is all about the future state of the buyer it's a focusing on the buyer it is buyer centric you focus on your buyer, you are going to close deals. You focus on the buyer, you're not going to have a ton of objections that you have to handle. My God, I I saw something the other day. It was objection handling, and it was a sales process where you ask one question and then you go into a pitch. I, I thought I was joking when I saw that. I absolutely thought I was joking. Yes, you're going to have objections. If you're going into the, to a pitch after one question, I love the question, hey, I love the open-endedness of it, but after that, it's then you get into your pitch, that's your sales process, one open-ended question, you pitch, and you have all the objections you can handle, and you know the features and benefits, and you shove sales reps out the door. Are you joking? That is what it has come to. I sometimes feel like I'm a, a sales process evangelist because I don't know how the people that are teaching this, and I don't know how the people that are training this at these companies, I don't know. I I don't know how they ever sold. I really don't. I have no idea how they ever sold. But I am not going to stop screaming from the mountaintops about the business of sales. Everything, Everything that leads you up to actually getting the business done, the close. I'm going to talk about it till I'm blue in the face and I'll I'll talk about it as long as I have one person listening to this podcast. I know it's not my wife because she doesn't listen to my podcast. She has too many podcasts to listen to. She told me, she says, I put out too many podcasts. She doesn't listen to them. So as long as I have one other person outside of my family that doesn't listen, that listens to the podcast, I will keep talking about it. But it's the truth. So many people in the sales world are not properly trained on the business of sales. I believe that is a shame. I believe that is the biggest um, that is the biggest plague in the sales world today. Sales professionals, sales reps, people in sales are not trained on business. Now more than ever, you need to understand your buyer's business. You need to understand the motivating factors behind why, behind what they're doing. I was talking with one of my students the other day and he was mentioning, he was really excited because his, a big account he's about to close their uh, fiscal year ends at the end of June. And he said, they've already used up all their budget, which means I'm getting a big order in July. And I hope he does. That's a call back to a couple episodes ago I was talking about. You need to find out when their fiscal year ends. Again, that is part of the business of sales. You have to know when their fiscal year ends. How much budget do they have left? Do they have room for your product or service? If they don't, why are you spending time on them? It's going to be a square peg into a round hole, and that's not what you're going to be doing. You have a finite amount of time In the field, you have a finite amount of time to go after these targets and these prospects. You need to find the people. You need to go after the people who are going to change your business. And you need to make it your mission that you're going to change theirs first. You have to change their business before they can change yours. Again, it all starts with the buyer, it all starts with the customer. That should be your mentality as you are building out your process, you are building out your opening questions, you are figuring out, okay, how am I going to present this? What angle am I going to take? What information do I need? Who am I going to pull in? You have to think about all of that. And yet that's not being taught in the sales world right now. What's being taught is pound the pavement, show up, drop brochures, talk features and benefits. Do it over and over and over and over and over again. And then after a while, maybe you'll knock some sense into them. That is not the way to run a business. That's not going to happen. Buyers aren't going to all of a sudden wake up and through osmosis just say, you know what? I understand it now. Let's do it. That's not how you build a territory. That might happen every once in a while because it does take time. It's not a one call close, even though one call closes can happen. I know there's exceptions to the rule I've talked about on the podcast before. I've had one call closed. It shocked the heck out of me. It really did. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Doctor's pulling his credit card out in a lobby after I talked to him for about a minute and a half. It was wild. Shout out to Dr. Collins in uh, Savannah, Georgia. (laughs) If you're, I know he's not listening, but, um, Point being is, if you are not right now, if you're listening to this podcast, and if you are not st- trying to study the business of sales, you're not trying to consume the business of sales, but you're trying to consume sales as a business, you're trying to focus on the clothes, you're trying to focus on sales tips, sales hacks, what all these gurus, all these people that might have flashy presentations, they might have the nice looking carousels on LinkedIn. They might have the beautifully crafted posts. They don't know what they're talking about, period. I mean, honestly, real sales is getting your hands extremely dirty through hard work. It is making your eyes painfully and not almost bleeding from staring at a computer screen because you've been doing Google search after Google search after Google search. You have watched YouTube videos on the topic. You have searched up and down for every little bit of information about one of your buyers because that matters. You have to build up profiles. The ICP, your ideal customer profile. You need to have profiles of who you're going to target and you're going to go after. You need to have a process. You need to have a daily plan. What am I going to do during the day? You need to figure all of that stuff out. Concurrently, you need to be bringing business in. You've also got to be setting up a future business. You have to be working with your marketing team. If you're working for a big company, you got to work with your marketing team. You got to send out emails. You got to send out text messages. You got to send out video messages. I was talking with one of my students, I think yesterday. I'm losing track of days. I think it was yesterday. It was the day before. He was asking, how do I get in in touch with these surgeons? Video. You can start right now. Easy video. Just shoot a video. And if you're not good at it, practice. I feel like I'm about a six on video. I was a one about two or three years ago. When the pandemic hit and Zoom was a thing, I didn't even know Zoom had been around forever. When Zoom started, I was about a three, no one, maybe a one or two. I was horrendous. It was terrible. I feel like I still have a lot of growth because I haven't studied. I've just done it. I've gotten small tips here and there. But I feel like I have so much more room to grow. But it takes practice. You have to get in the repetitions. Not the repetitions for repetition's sake, but you've got to get the repetitions. The business of sales is what is going to win the day. That's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm building right now. The Sales Builder Academy is the larger structure. Sales Builder Blueprint is the first uh, product, the first course that was created. And it talks about how you can build the business of sales in your territory. There is a process, there are systems, and there are frameworks. There's no scripts. I don't use scripts. The reason why, you're trying to memorize a script, but you can't memorize every single thing your prospect, your buyer may or may not say to you. So what happens if that perfectly crafted script, if they don't go along with it? You have to allow for flexibility, and that's exactly what frameworks, that's exactly what they do business of sales. It is the future. And it is it is time. If you would like to know more about Sales Builder Academy and especially Sales Builder Blueprints, the first product that is live, ready to go, reach out to me. Mike at Surviving Outside Sales, or you can go to mikeokelly.com slash blueprint. If not, you can listen to this podcast. I'm sure you after about a year or two, you could probably get most of the topics that are discussed in Sales Builder Blueprint. But the reason why Sales Builder Blueprint is available is because it's going to help people get faster results with less headache and less confusion and less mistakes if they try. If people try to do it on their own. So if you are new to sales, if you have a new product, you've had any type of change, or... If your company has not provided you with training on business principles, I'm not talking about features and benefits. I know that every single company teaches features and benefits all day long. That's usually what training is, features and benefits. This is how to sell our product. You need to understand how to run a business. And if you've never had that type of training before, I was very fortunate. I got that type of training at a very... I was very fortunate that I got at enterprise and I got to practice it every single day. And it was extremely intense and a very high stress, uh, high volume sales environment. It was open for many hours during the day. We're open from seven thirty to six o'clock Monday through Friday. So the amount of repetitions was in the hundreds and, and it was definitely in the thousands for a month per month. So I was there for four years. So that's, you know, let's say 10,000. Customer interactions a year. It's 40,000 customer interactions by the time I was 28 years old. That's a lot, not to mention being a bartender, all the customer interactions I had there. I'm telling you, people sleep on these principles. People sleep on the business of sales and they don't think it's important. It is critical that you understand it. It is critical because if you just try to focus on sales as a business, you're focusing on effort. You're focusing on working in your business. You're not focusing on working on your business. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to the website or you can reach out to me, uh, Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. Or if you want to, you can text the letters SOS to the phone number 980-689-6989 and there's a little discount code that is included with that. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate all the people still listening to the podcast right now. It's a little 21 minute, 22 minutes. in. as you can see, I'm extremely passionate about this. I absolutely love the business of sales. I love building processes, systems, building businesses and helping other people build the business of their dreams. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Surviving Outside Sales. Bye-bye.